Section 8 of Micrographia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. Micrographia by Robert Hooke. Section 8. Observation 5 of Watered Silks or Stuffs there are but few artificial things that are worth observing with a microscope and therefore i shall speak but briefly concerning them for the productions of art are such rude misshapen things that when viewed with a microscope is little else observable but their deformity the most curious carvings appearing no better than those rude russian images we find mentioned in purchase where three notches at the end of a stick stood for a face and the most smooth and burnished surfaces appear most rough and unpolished so that my first reason why i shall add but a few observations of them is their misshapen form and the next is their uselessness for why should we trouble ourselves in the examination of that form or shape which is all we are able to reach with a microscope which we know was designed for no higher a use than what we were able to view with our naked eye why should we endeavour to discover mysteries in that which has no such thing in it and like rabbins find out cabalisms and enigmas in the figure and placing of letters where no such thing lies hid whereas in natural forms there are some so small and so curious and their designed business so far removed beyond the reach of our sight that the more we magnify the object the more excellencies and mysteries do appear and the more we discover the imperfections of our senses and the omnipotency and infinite perfections of the great creator i shall therefore only add one or two observations more artificial things and then come to the treaty concerning such matters as are the productions of a more curious workman one of these shall be that of a piece of watered silk represented in the second figure of the third scheme as it appeared through the least magnifying glass a b signifying the long way of the stuff and c d broad way this stuff if the right side of it be looked upon appears to the naked eye all over so waved undulated or grained with a curious though irregular variety of brighter and darker parts that it adds no small gracefulness to the gloss of it it is so known a propriety that it needs but little explication but it is observable which perhaps every one has not considered that those parts which appear the darker part of the wave in one position to the light in another appears the lighter and the contrary and by this means the undulations become transient and in a continual change according as the position of the parts in respect of the incident beams of light is varied the reason of which odd phenomena 
to one that has but diligently examined it even with his naked eye will be obvious enough but he that observes it with a microscope may more easily perceive what this proteus is and how it comes to change its shape he may very easily perceive that it proceeds only from the variety of the reflections of light which is caused by the various shape of the particles or little protuberant parts of the thread that compose the surface and that those parts of the waves that appear the brighter throw towards the eye a multitude of small reflections of light whereas the darker scarce afford any the reason of which reflection the microscope plainly discovers as appears by the figure in which you may perceive that the brighter parts of the surface consist of an abundance of large and strong reflections denoted by a a a a a etc for the surfaces of those threads that run the long way are by the mechanical process of watering creased or angled in another kind of posture than when they were by the weaving for by the weaving they are only bent round the warping threads but by the watering they are bent with an angle or elbow that is instead of lying or being bent round the threads as in the third figure a a a a a are about b b b b b b representing the ends as twere of the cross threads they are bent about they are creased on the top of those threads with an angle as in the fourth figure and that with all imaginable variety so that whereas before they reflected the light only from one point of the round surface as about c c c they now when watered reflect the beams from more than half the whole surface as d e d e d e and in other postures they return no reflections at all from those surfaces hence in one posture they compose the brighter parts of the waves in another the darker and these reflections are also varied according as the particular parts are variously bent the reason of which creasing we shall next examine and here we must fetch our information from the mechanism or manner of proceeding in this operation which as i have been informed is no other than this they double all the stuff that is to be watered that is they crease it just through the middle of it the whole length of the piece leaving the right side of the stuff inward and placing the two edges or selvages just upon one another and as near as they can place the whale so in the doubling of it that the whale of the one side may lie very near parallel or even with the whale of the other for the nearer that posture they lie the greater will the watering appear and the more obliquely or across to each other they lie the smaller are the waves their way for folding it for a great whale is thus they take a pin and begin at one side of the piece in any whale and so moving it towards the other side thereby directing their hands to the opposite ends of the whale and then as near as they can place the two opposite ends of the same whale together and so double 
or fold the whole piece repeating this enquiry with a pin at every yard or two's distance through the whole length then they sprinkle it with water and fold it the long ways placing between every fold a piece of pasteboard by which means all the wrong side of the watered stuff becomes flat and with little whales and the whales on the other side become the more protuberant whence the creasings or angular bendings of the whales become the more perspicuous having folded it in this manner they place it with an interjacent pasteboard into an hot press where it is kept very violently pressed till it be dry and stiff by which means the whales of either contiguous sides leave their own impressions upon each other as is very manifest by the second figure where tis obvious enough that the whale of the piece a b c d runs parallel between the pricked lines e f e f e f and as manifest to discern the impressions upon these whales left by those that were pressed upon them which lying not exactly parallel with them but a little athwart them as is denoted by the lines of o o o o g h g h g h between which the other whales did lie parallel they are so variously and irregularly creased that being put into that shape when wet and kept so till they be dry they so let each other's threads that the mouldings remain almost as long as the stuff lasts hence it may appear to any one that attentively considers the figure why the parts of the whale a a a a a a should appear bright and why the parts b b b b b b b should appear shadowed or dark why some as d d d d d should appear partly light and partly dark the varieties of which reflections and shadows are the only cause of the appearance of watering in silks or any other kind of stuffs from the variety of reflection may also be deduced the cause why a small breeze or gale of wind ruffling the surface of a smooth water makes it appear black as also on the other side why the smoothing or burnishing the surface of whitened silver makes it look black and multitudes of other phenomena might hereby be solved which are too many to be here insisted on End of section eight